Welcome to RPGs Anonymous. We are beginning a new season called The Fading, and we're glad you all are joining us. The first sensation you experience is the light that surrounds you. You're floating in darkness, but you don't really have a body. You're pure spirit. All around you are motes of light, and as you float in the deep darkness, you see a light traveling through these motes as it grows closer. You see a ship with three masts and sails that shine like the sun. At the helm of the ship is a large person with the head of a lion and the mane of fire looking out over the side of the ship at you. The crew of the ship seems to be made of other anthropomorphic lions. The being at the rudder looks directly at you all, and with a wave of his clawed hand, you appear in your spirit forms and upon the deck of the ship. He says to you, you must go back. The Maker has need of you. And the ship blurs as you feel yourselves pulled into a new place. And for the first time in a long time, you exhale your first breath. And you wake up entombed in a sarcophagus. The skyline darkens just before the dawn. The stars in the sky begin to wink out as light appears on the horizon, and the red and green rings shining in the sky twinkle as the light moves off of them. As the planet continues spinning, the light touches the highest peak in the land, and we follow it, moving down the mountain until it reaches the high tropical trees at the base. We see the light spreading across the land, filled with dunes of sand and glistening rivers that are hundreds of miles long. The light shines through the water as it crawls down a massive cliff and flows north to the sea. Finally, the light falls upon a small sandstone tomb in a vast desert where our party awakens for the first time. I'm Nick, and let's meet the rest of the cast and their characters. Hiya! My name is Aaron, and this evening I will be playing Kaf Nazim. Hello, I'm Colby, and I am playing Gray Orwell Ozark Silversting Esquire. I'm Zachary, I'll be playing Chaos. Mess with the Viper, you get the also horns. And I'm Jacob, I'm playing Al Abar, the Acolyte. Would you like a beer? Let's roll some dice because we, we are, are Jesus Anonymous. Anonymous. Yep. Jacob yep. did it on yep. purpose, yep. and that that's was, wonderful. That was, yep. What a okay. jerk. It's fine. We'll get it no, no, we won't. <laughs> You're just going to have to take each individual ah, voice, we're and we're just going to have to overlay them and edit it together <laughs> to make it perfect. It, no, it, no, that it sounds Adobe. worse. <laughs> Aaron, I've done it. I did it the first time we did it. It sounds worse. Focus. I, I can play it for you, but it's bad. <laughs> it's fine. We I don't know if I have a soul that was a anymore great after listening to it. That's <laughs> possible. Uh, all right. So you all wake up inside of Stone Sarcophagi. Uh, you are wearing uh, rotten ancient mummification bandages. Uh, the stone lids of your sarcophagi are cracked open slightly. Um, what do you do? Uh, try to slide it off. Okay. Uh, so you are what? A 12 year old child? 10. Thank you. <laughs> 10. All right. <laughs> well, at least I was before. What is your I, died. I, don't, I don't know how long it's been. 
Yeah, um, yeah you're still a 10-year-old child. Okay. No, strength is a 15, though. Okay. Uh, <laughs> well, I guess we could roll some dice then. Go he's, ahead and roll 3d6. Yeah, it's, it's been a hard 10 years. 3d6. That's how AD&D works. By the way, for the folks that don't know, we are playing first edition Advanced Dungeons & Dragons. There's 12. You got a 12. Uh, yeah, so that succeeds. You manage to uh, pry open the stone uh, covering of your sarcophagus. Um, are you just shoving it to the floor, or are you just opening it enough to slide out? Opening enough to slide out. Okay. And peering around the room. Uh, it is pitch black. Do you have any way of seeing in the dark? About all I have is the fact I'm half-elf. Does that matter? Yeah, you have infravision. You actually see heat. Yeah. Nice. Uh, yeah. Question, Nick. Are are we all entombed in the same place? Uh, we'll find out in a second. <laughs> With your heat vision, you look around and uh, you are in a room in a room all by yourself. There uh, does not appear to be um, a formal doorway, uh, although it looks like someone has tunneled into this room. Uh, and other than your sarcophagus, everything seems to be missing. Oh, goodness. Mom's going to call me if I'm late for dinner again. Who's next? Chaos, uh, like, grumbles, what the hell is going on here? And, like, slams his fist into the, the like, the thing in front of him. Uh, I'm assuming it's stone, right? So it hurts it, like a mofo. It is. You hurt your hand. You're he human, goes, right? Oh, my God. Uh, yeah, I'm. I'm uh, yeah, you can't see. So yeah, you just slammed your fist into uh, a stone sarcophagus lid. He kind of like cracks his knuckles, uh, and then he'll he'll put his hands up and try and like push uh, 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 out. All of the while being like, "What the hell? Who's who put me in this?" All right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna just sort of like grumbling. Guys, how do I roll? I don't do this often. Yeah, what what are you using? Real dice. <laughs> I did not get a one or a one through three. So I believe that is a failure, right? Uh, what is your strength? My strength is a 17. I open doors on one, on one to a three. So you roll. Oh, yes. You actually roll a regular D6 for your. This is not a door. Uh, so oh, th this okay. is just a strength check. So you need to roll under your strength. So 15 does it. Oh, you okay. managed to open the sarcophagus. Cool. Okay. Yeah, so lifting a door. They're they're t they're talking about like breaking, breaking a door down. Okay, that makes sense. Or lifting a heavy gate uh, is what they're talking about. So you managed to open your sarcophagus. Uh, it is still pitch black as you look around. You still can't see. Uh, I I think he starts. He is grumbling and just look like looks for a wall to t try and like f find a way out somewhere. Okay. We'll just find what's going on. Maybe he like trips over something and hurt and like hurts his leg. Uh, uh, partway through. I'm funny you were going to say that because uh, I was going to say, yeah, you trip over something. Uh, it sounds like it's clay, uh, that, maybe a pot or a lamp. Uh, I, I just kick it out of my way and start trying to find a wall. Yeah, it breaks. Uh, who would we like to hear from next? I will just take a moment, settle myself completely, take a nice deep breath and listen. Okay. You hear a clay pot shatter somewhere uh, off to your left. Uh, and you hear a child's voice uh, mm -hmm. <laughs> compl uh, complaining that his mom is going to kill him. 
and that, that that's it right now. And that one that one is somewhere off to your right. Does he hear Chaos yelling at the wall? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You hear some obscenities. Yeah. yeah. Now, am I able to identify Chaos since we were last I knew of? I seem to remember us being yep. in a room. There was a lot going on. Things were happening. There was a lot of screaming. So I would probably recognize anger in his voice. Yep. You, uh, you actually, I think you worked with him as you were both generals um, for the same Pharaoh. So yeah, you know whose voice that is and probably why he's cursing. All right. So it's definitely safe in here. I can take this uh, moment and uh, push this lid right off of this uh, box here and see if I can't find out what he's so angry All about. Right. All right, give me that 3d6 roll and get under your strength. What is your strength? My strength is a 15. I rolled okay. a nine. Nice. Yep. You lift that sarcophagus lid, no problem. And push it off to the side. Are you dumping it or are you actually just sliding uh, it? To I, will, get out? I will slide it enough to get out. I do not want to dump it. I'm afraid of making too much noise because it's dark and I don't know where I'm at. Yeah. Okay. I'm a, and you're human, correct? I'm a caution, very cautious human. <laughs> <laughs> all right and there's only one person we haven't heard from what are you doing al uh yeah so al gonna wake up slowly just sort of well he's also a half elf so is he gonna be he, he'd be able to see that he's in a sarcophagus yep you see you're in a yeah you're what you can only okay. assume is a sarcophagus he is immediately going to try to pat himself down looking for a flask Okay, uh, you don't find a flask. Okay, well, uh, in fact, all you have are these rotting bandages wrapped around you. Well, this isn't where I expected to wake up, but at least I woke up. And then <laughs> that's true. he's going to try to push the sarcophagus lid off, just all the way off. Okay. Uh, what is your strength? Uh, it's a 12. All right. Roll those 3d6. Roll 3d6. Okay. We do you need to know what they are individually? No. Just all together. It's a nine. Yep. Okay. Yeah. You successfully shove this lid off. All y'all are beastie boys. It's pretty nice. Uh, so you manage to shove mm -hmm. this lid. Everybody hears a very loud thump uh, to the farthest right uh, as a, a sarcophagus lid falls to the ground. All right, who's there? What the hell's going on here? Why is it dark? It's cough. Nazim. Ah. Uh. Can I try to remember how I got here? Sure. Uh, uh, so let's also remember uh, that you all have the memories of your previous selves as well. Um, but yeah, you remember uh, a fight just kind of in the back of your mind it's kind of foggy you know that you were in a battle and that you were there accidentally because if i recall uh you d were not supposed to be there um and you touched somebody's pocket and got caught 
and uh, ended up getting teleported this there on accident. Probably also a really good time to ask, like, how do the memories like work in our yeah, heads? I have a question. Yeah. Who are yeah. we? Memory dump. Like, like which? Yeah. Yeah. Can, can we take an aside to have a philosophical conversation <laughs> yeah. about like, so many questions? He stops like, with this. Okay. Feels like as, what as, it, as every, you know. as everybody sure. on the stream seen like Star Trek Voyager, like the specific episode where like Tuvox and Neelix are in the transporter yeah. accident Tuvix. and end yeah. up Tuvix. That <laughs> is the kind of philosophical dilemma yeah. I feel like we have right now. Uh, you have just take, taken two people, smash them together. <laughs> For those that don't watch Voyager, I'm picturing more along the lines of uh, Vegeta and Goku fusing together. Ooh, I was thinking of all the memories of each other, uh, but you're more of a synchronized uh, person. You're not well. I like mean, two people in the same body. Yeah, you're yeah. not like Nail and Piccolo. Uh, you just yeah. happen to have the memories of each other. Uh. A shout out. Romanoff! <laughs> All of you hear Romanoff being shouted in the darkness. I think, I think KS is still like reeling. Uh, like he just punched a stone thing, woke up in a, in like a, obviously a stone box. Uh, and also I'm, I'm remembering all of like, like we just stepped through uh, or like got ripped into a portal and I feel like I'm just really, yeah. um, and, and so I, I think, I think chaos, uh, when, when he hears that, uh, I don't think it like fully registers and I, I'm just like trying to find light or something. Uh, like I'm just now like moving along the wall, trying to find somebody or something. Okay. Uh, so Al, as you were looking around the room, uh, you do see an oil lamp, uh, with like some really dry uh, tinder and uh, flint and steel near it, because you are one of the few that has dark vision. Well, infravision, and I know Gray Goose does not have anything in his room. I already rolled for that. Okay, so are you in the same room? Yeah. Do we have more existential questions? No, no, I, I I feel good <laughs> just personally. I think I've got. Yeah. Um. I. I was right. wondering how it, it like is there any Matt Cawthon like esque stuff going on with that as well because I I I've been kind of picturing it like that. You seem to have you seem to have holes in your memory for the final battle of both fights. Like it's really foggy and hard to remember exactly how you died. How distant do we feel from both sets of memories? Uh, like, 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 so for instance, if you go to sleep for like five weeks, like how, how distant do we feel from the Romanov mm -hmm. fight and the, uh, the other fight and whatnot? Like, do the, is there a difference in distance or like, how does it like feel? Okay. Yeah. For the Romanov fight, it feels instantaneous. Okay. Like you remember getting sucked into a portal, uh, that, that felt like just a second ago as you woke up. And you remember seeing a lion god who you all know. Oh, wait, that's interesting. So do we have the memory of meeting the lion god not knowing who he was? Yes. Okay. Nope. Yes. At the same time, you did not know who he was, and yet you knew who Nasiri the Burning One was. So that's kind of where our memories okay. start to, like, uh, mix. 
is when we meet them. Coalesce. Okay. Yeah. And you asked the distance between your yeah. other life How distant and do this one. Feel? Uh, you, it feels like a long time. Okay, so you're not it sure. It could how be long. safe to say that we are our identities uh, are probably more squarely in the the ones we just left uh, because those are much more recent, or at least like if 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 like we need to figure that out, like mm-hmm. uh, it would probably be closer to who we just left than who we're joining into now is that like a safe assumption um i i wouldn't say that because these are your main personalities uh and it like while the memories feel distant they are still fresh they are still your memories they are still part of who you are yeah okay uh, it's almost as if bits and pieces of your soul when you died did not go to the afterlife like they were supposed to. Okay. Um, does that feel like empty at all? Or does it feel like weird or like, like uh, other than the, the obvious, like, is there any like side effects, I guess, uh, is the question I'm asking. Uh, I mean, you can tell me how your character would react to that would they get the heebie-jeebies i I, uh would they yeah uh be confused like tell me what your character is feeling yeah so fitz and alcaeus are so polarly opposite that suddenly being inside the same mind uh uh, with with that person I, i can't imagine it's anything but uh incredibly uncomfortable and like like ab- absurdly jarring uh to just mm-hmm. ha- be having like it'd be it'd be suddenly like if if i suddenly had a, started having a bunch of really aggressive thoughts that i i i know where they come from because i live that but I, like that is so antithetical to who i am it would be really hard for me to reconcile that so i think right now uh chaos is just just like smashing like kind of acting on instinct really like just physically trying to fight his way out of this dark uh uh enclosed space um okay uh because you're thrashing around you knock over some more pottery and you hear the clatter uh the metallic clatter of a weapon that falls on the ground for it um and everybody else is hearing this uh, sounds like a, a rage monster just thrashing around in, in one of the rooms farthest Yeah, and I think left. he starts shouting like, let me out of here! Uh, and, and just like, just going absolutely crazy. Okay, I got, I got a quick question. Wait, are we still asking philosophical questions? I think I'm done with the philosophical questions. Yes, we can. Okay. Okay. So... Wait, 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 hold on. Uh, is there ever a point where we we like stop right. asking philosophical questions? I feel like we did that constantly during the anyway, sorry, continue. Fine. Well, this is a I don't know. This feels like a particular honestly, I've just been thinking about there are so many well, there's at least like two more examples from Star Trek. But anyway, yeah. Um I think this is much more similar to when Picard lives like a whole nother life and then wakes back yeah. up on yeah. the bridge of the enterprise. Yeah, that was a that would yes. be much better. That's the one I think I've now. I've actually Analogy. been thinking about yeah. the whole time, but like w- just <clears throat> being on on screen I like completely forgot, but yeah. Yeah. That's so mm-hmm. I 
So after Al pushes the sarcophagus lid up, he's just going to kind of sit up and um, he's going to cast the light spell. I didn't actually look it up to figure it. I'm pretty sure it just does what I think okay. it does. Um, yep, it uh, makes light like a torch. Yeah. Uh, do I recognize the voices that I hear? Um, I don't know. We never really established if you knew the other people. You know Goose. Uh, so you probably heard Goose saying his mom was going to kill him. Uh, but that is the most you probably recognize. I don't know if you knew Kof, uh, Kof Nazim and Case. Case, calm yourself. Evaluate the situation. Think tactically. You're just raging. I, I think you just hear who the hell is... And then he like, like you hear just stillness uh, and he's just kind of like, like going into shock, like processing everything. Yeah, I think on. so. I think I think Tyke is so used to just being in rando situations that has in other people. Yeah, that is <laughs> that sort of just of made. I, and it's not like a it's not like a systematic, like thinking through like, oh, this has happened to me before. It's just sort of like a like an innate predisposition that has yeah. been baked into the personality I, of this person I, now. Uh, and then, yeah, when I, when I put this together, I thought, you know, he's going to be the most well-adjusted out of yeah. all of them and, uh, to his yeah. new circumstances. And then Al, Al <laughs> sort of is like, this isn't surprise. Like, it's not like he called it, but it wasn't like a surprise ending to him. He's like, Okay, I, he's reflecting on kind of how he got here, and he's just like, I blew a staff up. I knew I was going to end up somewhere weird. So, and like coming back from the dead's not like that was nowhere near the bottom most worst thing that could have happened. So, okay, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So he's kind of doing okay. And as you light up your spell, uh, you find that you're in a tomb chamber. Uh, it's been tunneled into by someone. Um, and it's about a 10 foot by 10 foot chamber with your sarcophagus in the center. Um, there is some treasure, uh, like a couple gold coins scattered around. Um, you see like a stand that looked like it at one point had uh, clothing on it that he's has either been stolen or it's rotted away. Um, you see a, uh, a staff that looks like it's uh, kind of, uh, kind of seen better days. It's quite brittle, uh, just kind of on a rack. Um, you see the jars where your organs used to be uh that have been cracked open uh or broken uh either on purpose or through time and you see uh the light going out into the tunnel uh out of this room is that light immediately obvious to the rest of us through our environments the the closest person which is Kafnazim, you see the light uh the other two are kind of farther down the hallway then I will but you're the closest to I him. will definitely move towards the light because I would have just been sitting still in the room waiting for something to identify. Uh, mm -hmm. Subconsciously, 
Your cough wants to reach out and summon the crook and the flail. Okay. Um, how do you go about doing Like you just. Carl uh, always had them. He, he just, Carl always had him. He just reach out his hand and they would be there. So cough is okay. going to reach out his hands and just try and try and grip them. I did not plan for this, but that's okay. So it doesn't happen physically, but you feel the presence of the crooked flail in your hand. Like, you know, there should be something in your hand. You see a faint outline that's only visible to your eyes of the crooked flail, but they do not manifest physically. I'm going to head towards the light. That's some real transubstantiation stuff. I'm going to, I'm going to follow that hallway right directly to the first point of light that I can find. Cause you know, human darkness, this is bad. Yeah. Uh, so the little bit of light that's kind of coming around the corner that you can see uh, lights up a long hallway out, out of the doorway to your room. Um, and you see that there are uh, large uh, hieroglyphics depicting the battle you presume that you participated in. Uh, when you look- is, is, is this the battle with Romanov? Uh, that's, no, that's this, what, uh, that's what cough is thinking. No, uh, uh, cough Nazim would be seeing the battle with the slotty, okay. uh, in the Pharaoh's, uh, room, throne room with that, um, uh, Carl is going to do his normal thing and just not do anything. He's going to release control completely. And cough Nazim takes over his complete mental form. Okay. Yeah. And you see light coming out of a hole in the wall uh, to your right. Goose is kind of stumbling. This is a lot for him. His head's dizzy and just going back and forth between everything. Mm -hmm. He tries to stumble towards the noises he hears crashing around. And uh, just too out of it to even bother trying sneaking right now. And he just keeps shouting out names. He's like, okay. Al? Uh, you all hear the voice of a child Carl. calling out for Al and someone named Carl. Um, Goose, as you are stumbling, because you can actually see in this uh, dimly lit hallway uh, room, uh, you do see uh, that your room is completely empty. There's no treasure, no weapons, just the sarcophagus. And even that was slightly ajar when you uh, woke up. Um, and as you... Uh, walk up to the door of your Mm -hmm. uh, tomb room. You see the wall that has the large depiction of the battle uh, that you're pretty sure killed you. Um, And you see a light down the hallway to your right. And you hear the crashing to Mm -hmm. your left. I start stumbling towards the light. Okay. As Kaf Nazim appears in the light, uh, the first person to see him is Al. Al, what, uh, what, Kaf Nazim, what does Al see? You are not wearing any gear. You're just in rotting bandages. But what do you look like? Uh, Kaf Nazim is a prime example of a noble. So he would be bronze tanned flesh. Uh, he's probably closer to five foot. He's not very tall but uh, that does not matter in this world. But uh, he is also hairless. So bald everywhere. Uh, Okay. Yep. 
And uh, what do what does Koff see when he looks at you, Al? Yeah, as so you two Al, are the first to see each other. Yeah, Al is kind of a medium build half elf. So kind of off the top of my head, thinking about how tall half elves get. Where did I put character? Yeah, so yeah, they're about human size. Yeah, I put about like five nine, five ten, just kind of a medium build dude. Uh, his eyes are the same tint of blue as Tyke's, like I like dyed tips. Um, he's got kind of darker hair. I mean, he's a handsome looking medium height half elf. With blue eyes and dark hair. Okay. Uh, yep, slightly pointed ears. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so you two see each other um, as Kof comes around. Uh, Kof Nazim comes around the corner and enters the light. We have a comment here: bald everywhere, with a raised eyebrow, as if you're inviting a closer examination to prove otherwise. That's right. That's just wonderful. Uh, it's, it's a noble. He, I love it, our. I love our. It's cat. a proud noble. He just struts in. He doesn't care if anybody's looking. Yeah, I don't. I don't think Al yeah. really cares either. It's not like Al does not think of himself as a noble, but they also just don't give two craps about formalities, really. <clears throat> unless it unless it's got like a strategic advantage <laughs> to it uh, i will look over my shoulder down the hallway Cass, okay. can you see the light uh i don't think he responds okay mm. uh goose you see uh the light down the hallway uh perhaps perhaps we should uh get the child and you hear talking down the way. I don't know that you quite hear what they're saying if they're just talking to each other. But you do see the light and two figures in the light. Stumble oh, that's right. There was a child. Still calling names. Uh, the, the child Lucas, with the, the great uh, skills. Tyke. What? Ajax, your boy. You actually do hear a thump. Woof. <laughs> Wait, what? Down the hallway uh, past Al's tomb. Okay. Oh, interesting. All so, right. Yeah, I'll turn to I'll turn to face Goose because apparently there's somebody yelling down the hallway at me. What do they see as you enter the light? Goose? They see. I said ten years old. Whatever the half elf equivalent is of ten years old. Um. Yeah, I mean they usually reach adulthood around thirty, so you're just a little like half again as age. So you're like fifteen. Okay. Yeah. Uh, stumbling forward. A four foot eight inches tall with sandy blonde hair kind of faded up kind of that like whoosh look. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the whoosh look. Yeah. <laughs> with, uh, the same emerald green eyes as the original goose and a very taut lean uh skin kind of pulled tightly over muscle he's it's not that he has a lot of muscle it's just absolutely not an ounce of fat on him like okay yeah just kind of the early stages of malnourished like the uh okay. like the original <laughs> uh, 
what is his name from the Terminator? The human that goes back. Okay. I was going to say, know, if this is another Star, Star Trek, Trek, I'm going to mute you. <laughs> I should, I should, I, sometime I should, I should exclusively only make nerd references to Star Trek one evening. I think as like, uh, he hears like who he presumes to be Ajax, uh, back behind him, he turns to face where he heard that noise and the people in the light see, uh, through the bandages, just, Terrible uh, burn scars all along his back. Okay. And uh, Case, you hear a child's voice calling out names. uh, And that suddenly stops as he entered the light, I believe. He quit speaking. Mm -hmm. And you heard a loud woof. Uh, I think after, like, they're all looking for uh, the the woof and the thud. Uh, I think... Uh, Chaos is just quiet for a second, and then after a few moments, he says, I uh, could, um, could one of you help me out of here? I, I can't seem to find, I don't know where I'm just, I'm a little lost. Please, I do believe the illusionist has the light. I'll turn and look at Al. Yeah, uh, yeah, we can, we will be right there, okay, as you. As you uh, yell down the hallway, you hear another woof thud as the wall behind you shakes a little bit. Well, I hope he's friendly. (laughs) And then I just like keep walking. (laughs) All right. I got to be honest. I hope you're close because I'm uh, I'm panicking just a little bit. God, that's fucking. (laughs) Nobody heard that. I imagine (laughs) I imagine case you'll be able to see the light through the hole in the wall if you just look. Yeah, wait, are you still in the sarcophagus? I, I'm still in the room where my sar- sarcophagus He's, is. He, yeah. he was he was rage monstering in his room. Just 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 follow the light. I don't see the damn walk into the light. You start to see light coming because they were walking down the hallway. Yeah, uh, we're walking towards you. As you all are traveling down this we're, pretty yeah, long we're actually hallway. walking away or just messing with you. Yeah. The the mural that you originally thought was just one large picture is actually multiple panels of that battle uh, with the with Corpus and Anatune, the the uh, Crimson Sun Pharaoh, uh, and you see these images. Um, the the uh, as you get closer uh, to Case's tomb. Uh, you see where the battle began. And so obviously the further right you would go back the way you came, the further along in that battle you would see. Um, but Case, uh, as you step into the light, what do you look like? What do these people see? Yeah, so um, stepping into the light is uh, a average-ish height uh, 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 man. Um, uh, I'd say probably, uh, probably a little bit taller than average, but, uh, he kind of thinks that it's too short. Um, uh, he sort of steps into the light. He has this black hair that is kind of scraggly, um, and, uh, a little bit overgrown at the moment. Um, uh, not a lot, but a little bit, cause that's what it would have been. Uh, the fight. Um, and if uh, us with our modern sensibilities would think that he's cosplaying like one of the Spartan people, uh, because he is wearing like essentially like just uh, very simple, uh, tight pants and like some crazy adornments around his waist, and he is shirtless, uh, and he is 
absolutely the picture of uh like movie star ripped uh in like the probably the grossest most annoying way possible um uh and he like steps into the light uh and sort of like half meekly half aggressively he's like yeah um thanks i didn't see it before wait are you not just in bandages as well yeah, we're we're all kind of in bandages. <laughs> uh, yeah, the bandages. He's like he's like ripping them off, like as he walks uh, walks out, just like pulling them off. Mm-hmm. Just has a bandage diaper. Y- yeah, basically. Yeah. Do you do you have a, a tan missing where your pants used to be? Is that what the problem is? is I don't that think so. I think he's I think he's tanned the like bronze ni- nice bronze tan skin all over the place. I mean, this dude, uh, it has no qualms with like going out into the desert for a bit uh, to get tan. Uh, he just does not give a shit. So uh, there is no, there are no tan lines. Um, uh, yeah, and he just says, kind of like, yeah, thanks. Um, maybe we should see to the dog. At that, you hear woof, crack as uh, the wall breaks, uh, and a couple of bricks fall out of the wall, and you just hear, uh, you see a large uh, snout kind of peeking out uh, of the wall, sniffing. Um. There are no dogs on the mural. This is true. Call Here, boy. Ajax again. Ajax? Woof. And you hear thud again. And uh, now there is a hole large enough for his head to appear. Uh, it is a pharaoh hound. For those of you that uh, need to look up a picture, go ahead and do that. Uh, they have very high cheekbones. They have very large ears that stand up. They're kind of... I I just want to say... Very sleek looking. Sorry, I just want to say for the, like, podcast part of this, I love how we're just like, yeah, there's this thing. Do your own research. Just look it up. Just just (laughs) You can do that. You can take care of it. uh, It's the one that Anubis is, is like, modeled after, or vice versa, I guess. Uh, uh, It's very much the, like... How how big are these things? Is this... Well, in real life, they're, I think, they're pretty uh, skinny and tall. Um, You'd have to ask Pixie. She probably has numbers on how big they actually are. They're, like, a medium-sized dog. Um, this one, on the other hand, uh, also has very large ram horns that almost reach the ground. Um, and it looks to be about the size of a horse, uh, as it breaks its head through the wall, but the rest of it's kind of still stuck in the room and he starts to whine okay, um, and so he blushes like visibly. Yes. Blushes. They're one of the few dogs in the world that can actually blush. Yeah. Huh. Anyway, okay, so Al is going to walk up to him, just kind of pat his snout and be like, that's okay, boy. That's okay. Can, can, can he back up a little? Yep, he backs up. Okay. And sit. Uh, okay, Al's going <laughs> to Al's gonna poke his head in and see if there's a door or anything. Like, what's, what, what's the deal with this room? Uh, this room actually still has treasure in it. Um... It has uh, several piles of silver and gold. Um, There is a sarcophagus uh, that appears to have been broken open by the dog. Um, There uh, appears to be like dog armor that is uh, just sitting on a stand. Um, There, uh, there. 
there are several like oil lamps in one corner everything you would need for a dog to survive in the afterlife there's piles of rotting food there's uh, appear to be some kind of toy some kind of dog toy uh it's like a long rope uh with knots in it but there's there's no doors or anything like they just completely sealed this place all right yep and then a little like your room technically didn't have a door it was tunneled into ah okay and then a little further down the hallway you see another hole in the wall where a sixth tomb is wait who who else stumble towards it and look in okay uh as you look inside uh it appears that there were uh several weapons uh an armor stand at some point it's been pretty well looted um but the sarcophagus is open and empty i'm going to light an oil lamp so i don't have to keep falling around the illusionist okay that's that that'd be wise to do yep the oil is still good yeah seems like some stat like Mm -hmm. like almost proverbial like light your own oil lamp so that you may not be a follower of the illusionist (laughs) wow Uh, that that went so many so much further than i expected but okay Does, does anyone think they have an idea for take there's like a crap ton of gold and silver and stuff on the other side of this wall and as you can tell, we are rather impoverished at the moment. Are we? It looks like we died like kings. I'm going to yeah, go check the other room. But, we're, but right now, we don't even know when it is. We, I just know it's when enough for all this to rot away. <laughs> I love that uh, breakdown. That's yeah. great. <laughs> So I would like to take some of my bandages and I don't know, weave some kind of makeshift bag to load some gold up into. Okay, yeah. Which my family, a little backstory, uh, they are like seamstresses and such okay. by trade. Uh, yeah. Oh. So I, uh, I, I'll just have you do that. I would assume your character's savvy enough uh, to weave rotten bandages together to make a makeshift bag. Uh, so you you managed to make a bag that might be able to hold probably a couple pounds. Like it's pretty fragile, uh, but you could probably hold a couple pounds worth of uh, coinage. I'm gonna go search the the room that my yeah. sarcophagus was in. Well, also if if the okay. dogs if it's a big enough hole for the dog to fit its head in, couldn't Goose just? Can't you feel like you could just crawl in there? We we did the dog walked out. We walked in. That's where I got oh, the oil did lamp. We? Oh, sorry. Wow, I've also, been reading like the chat and other things. <laughs> I'm great. I'm paying super close uh, no, attention. I, also, why can't we understand him? Why can't we understand can, Tyke or Al or whatever? Can you do the thing? This is becoming really, really, really cumbersome. Um, I don't think I can do anything. I could hypnotize us and make us think that we understand him. Because <laughs> um, our minds haven't been screwed with enough. Yeah, that one's what pretty audible. Clamor, do. Yeah, while you're talking about it, uh, I'm going to be walking back down to my room and just basically ignoring everybody. All right, so uh, the dog actually shrinks down to regular dog size and crawls out of the hole, no problem, and is standing in the hallway with you all. Uh, I think Kaf Nazim said you were entering that tomb or your well, own I went, tomb. I went into 
the dog's tomb to light an oil lamp and then immediately turned around as soon as it was lit and headed back down to the, the okay. room I came from because my room was dark and I don't know what's in there at all. Right. Okay. Yep. So you enter your room and uh, you find uh, a few things still in there. A lot of it looks like it has been looted. These tombs have definitely been mostly plundered. The only reason the dog's room wasn't plundered is people didn't know it was there. But uh, you do find like small, uh, as a noble, there are many small figurines that look like uh, workers. Um, people that would uh, harvest your food for you, cook for you, clean, uh, and basically give you a really nice afterlife. As it should be. So uh, it appears that those were made out of clay and therefore weren't that valuable to be stolen, like too heavy and not valuable enough to steal. You find uh, your armor stand uh, where you would presume that your your uh, clerical vestments would have been. Um, you find uh, like a rusty mace that has kind of been damaged by time. Uh, but it could still be a functional weapon if you needed it. All right. Well, go back out of the into the hallway. Wait for the others. All right. Do uh, any of you know what the hell's going on? Uh, I think I died twice. Yeah. Yeah, that's basically. what I was thinking. I just wasn't. I'm glad. I'm glad you said it out loud. That's kind of what was going through my head. If you take the time, Cass, you can look at the the mural on the walls. They depict the story. They'll tell us what happened. I feel like I remember most of that, but yeah. yeah. I look at it. Yeah, I guess we I all go take a field trip over uh, the mural to look at it. Yeah, we have like a, hallway. like a trip to the historic, like natural history museum. Yeah. Uh, so the first panel you find uh, shows a temple to uh, Tehenket, uh, where a figure who's clearly a high priest. Uh, was casting a spell and you see a tiny figure reaching into the pocket of what appears to be a paladin uh, and then uh, in the next panel you've all di- they've all disappeared and appeared in the throne room of the Crimson Sun Pharaoh Anatun uh, and then it shows a warrior figure with a dual-edged staff weapon uh, charging. Um, and then we see a panel where several soldiers engage these uh, figures. Um, the next panel kind of shows uh, spells being flung back and forth. Uh, it's like artistically rendered of like just lines moving from uh, a figure to another figure as if it was like a lightning bolt or a charm spell. Um, At one point you see uh, a large ominous figure uh, with black across their eyes, symbolizing that this creature was blinded. Um, You see uh, everybody kind of going back and forth for several panels. Um, and then you see the first death, uh, which I believe is the Grey Goose. How did the Grey Goose die in this battle? Um, we see that at this moment in this panel, uh, the soldiers became these large toad-like creatures with blades coming out of their arms. 
um, and began casting spells. How did the Grey Goose die? He actually kind of got into a little 1v1 side off with the High Priest. And the it was just totally one-sided. He was desperately trying to fight and resist, but the, the High Priest just overwhelmed him with magic and maybe surprising dexterity. And the dude basically just kicked the poo out of the little kid. Okay. Uh, so we, <laughs> we see this uh, large ominous figure in uh, uh, armor just ba- that has the blindness across its eyes uh, beating the tar out of a child figure with a large black mace. Um, and th- so that's one panel. And then the next panel... We see, I believe it is Kaf Nazim's death. How did Kaf Nazim die? Giving aid to Caius, healing him while he was in combat with the dual bladed warrior. Damn, son. So we see uh, Caius engaged with, I believe it was two creatures at the same time, um, each with these large blades coming out of their arms. Uh, they're kind of colored red. Well, that might explain why Koff only saw one. Yeah, uh, Koff remembers only one and then nothing more. Uh, as we see a large blade uh, pierce the side of Koff's figure um, as he knew no more. Uh, and then I believe the next one is the Paladin, uh, Paladin Lord Zaid. Uh Zaid had their uh, sword revealed out of their weapon and uh, in a fit of uh, anger charged at uh, the high priest Corpus, who you all knew the name of at that time. Uh, as Corpus killed the Grey Goose, Zaid rushed forward to uh, avenge his fallen ally and uh, Corpus transformed into what you now know as a death Slod uh, pointed a finger at Zaid and said, "Die!" And Zaid's heart gave out, and they fell to the floor. And then I believe our next panel is uh, Case. How did Case die? Yeah. So the the panel that shows like Case's death is um, he like fends off the two things that he was fighting that uh, uh, Kaf allowed him to basically like rally to do um and he sees the like you can see he like does that with like one hand um uh and his blades look like serpents in the mural um and with his other hand or as he's doing that you can already see he's like poised leaping towards uh, like corpus um uh and he uh like uh he jumps up like we see the next panel like he's up on the podium and he is engaged in mortal combat with uh corpus uh and uh, like probably a couple other things or whatever. Um, uh, and he is like, you can tell like there's a bunch of flashy stuff and it looks like he's dancing a little bit. Um, and, uh, the, the panel is like put together in such a way that you, your eyes are like drawn away from everything but chaos, uh, because that's what like he did. Uh, and he, you can just tell that he's like distracting all of these people. Uh, uh, and then there's, uh, Jacob's character, like preparing his like thing for the last panel. Uh, so Case is busy fighting everything, uh, still standing in the last panel as Al-Abar. What do you, how does Al-Abar 
end their life and cases. Yeah, so Alabar briefly surveys the like kind of layout of the battle. He sees that half of the team is down. He realizes everything has been concentrated towards Case. And so he dashes towards Case's location and raises his magical staff that he's been using throughout the battle to cast various like kind of prismatic forces and smashes it on the ground and yells the command word pow <laughs> the a, staff explodes. There's there's the like a big red carved <laughs> kaka kapow <Yeah>. in this. <laughs> so stupid. The, the, this panel was the only oh, one I thought we'd last a little bit longer before introducing <laughs> some bullshit. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, that's great. And all uh-huh. the formalities are gone. We have broken it. <laughs> we are now in the new universe of chaos. So uh, seeing seeing the mural, uh, uh, chaos like immediately like his eyes go wide and he's like, "Son of a bitch!" Or or actually, what would it be? It'd be like nine hells. Uh, uh, Zed, uh, and he starts walking to the the sixth uh, tomb. Uh, and he's going to start looking around uh, for for Zaid. And so we see uh, on the panel that staff exploding, uh, killing both uh, Chaos and uh, Al Abar, um, and presumably everybody in that building. Uh, as sta- a staff of the Magi exploding is very destructive, probably the most destructive thing uh, known at the time. Um, and then there's one more panel, and the final panel is uh, a carving of the tombs being carved and a uh, dog figure entering a tomb, still alive, laying down in a sarcophagus, and that's it. Oh. Ooh. Damn. Mm. Uh, yeah, I think we all have an aside where we go hug Ajax. I go hug Ajax. <laughs> all right. Uh, and uh, we move into the final room because you said you were going to go uh, run into the last tomb. Uh, in here, uh, it was n- n- not really looted. There's still treasure in here. Uh, it looks like a weapon rack was emptied. Uh, and this person broke out of the tomb from within uh, using one of the weapons. There's a couple of discarded axes that are clearly been shattered on the walls. Uh, There's a hammer that's been broken. Um, But yeah, this person had to get uh, get out on their own, and they they managed to do so. You're not sure how long ago? Because there's no weather inside the tomb to weather the stones and save so time. Zed Zaid is not here, and I you, was. You think he came here when he died? When did he? he oh God! Is that how this yeah, works? So I, it, I, it, I'm not like breaking anything by having Al just sort of. I, I, I really think just both their person, and I didn't do it on purpose. It was just like after he, I started thinking about it. Al's just basically caught up. He broke out of the entombment room. Yeah. Yeah, but I'm just saying, yeah. like, when, so when Zed died. Yeah. Yeah. When he I, exploded. I think, I think that makes... Uh, when he died the first time. 
Oh, well, yeah, I guess the first... I, no. I, I mean, how fast does time move here compared to the other universe? I don't know how fast we are. Do you... You all have two people's We're, memories in your heads right now also, right? That's not just I, me, I assume. I put mine away. So we are obviously on untread ground. Uh, so I don't yeah. know if we can say how anything works right now. But it makes sense, I guess, if he died and if we died and we came here, I'm guessing that's what happened. Then when he died, he must have come here too. While they're talking, I'm going to search the rest of uh, Zaid's room for anything valuable. Clothing, armor, weapons. Okay. You do find a uh, bronze short sword that's uh, seen better days. It's got, uh, it's got a greenish hue to it uh, as it's been kind of just aged. Um, there is uh, a lot of coins on the floor, um, though no, nowhere near as many as what was in uh, the dog's tomb. Is there any vessel to place this stuff in? Uh, so this room has been looted. Is, is there any vessel, mm. like clay pots or anything that I can put the coins in? Um, yeah, you find uh, uh, the same pots of oil that were in each of your rooms. Uh, one of the pots has been emptied into a couple of lamps, you would assume into lamps uh, that are not in the room anymore. Yeah, pick up all the coins I can, place them in there. We should probably uh, find okay. everything useful in these tombs and exit. My sword. God, I... If, I, will, I will hand you the... The oxidized bronze short sword. He slaps it away and starts storming debt back down to his tomb. What a diva. <laughs> <laughs> I think I, I feel a light chill and instinctively mm -hmm. go to like pull my cloak closer around me. And that's the first time it registers that I don't have it on. And after a brief moment of freezing and pure panic, dash back to my room and start searching for it. Your room is one of the heaviest uh, looted. There was nothing in your room. I searched the next room. I am okay. desperately looking for this cloak. All right. Uh, you do find a fiber on a door farther down the hallway. There was an actual door. Uh, a single fiber, you recognize it as part of your cloak. It looks like it got caught on the door as this mm -hmm. as whoever had it walked out. I follow it. Okay. Uh, as you all move through the tomb, uh, you enter a large antechamber where presumably uh, the bodies had been prepared and the tombs had been dug out by uh, whoever made them. Um, you see uh, large carvings of the gods. Um, so we uh, we see um, first and foremost is a uh, large dwarvish figure, um, and their beard appears to be made of fire. They're wearing the mantle of a pharaoh uh, in robes, and they're holding what appears to be a very large hammer uh, that has uh, what you all know to be the flame of creation. Um, and this is Ked, the maker, whom you all were told uh, had need of you uh, it, when you were spirits being beckoned onto the solar barge. Uh, you see um, 
Nasiri the Burning One, which uh, I described for you before. It's a tall, lion-headed uh, man uh, wearing uh, armor with uh, a large blade in each hand. Um, you see Hesepurpat, the judge of the dead, who is uh, sitting on a throne wrapped in burial cloths, wearing the, the crown of a pharaoh and holding a crook and an ankh in each hand. Um, you see Avmu, the, 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 what you knew to be the moon, one of them at the time of your deaths, there were two moons. Uh, and Abmu is kind of a cat-like figure, um, wearing kind of like skulking around clothes and has a pair of daggers. You see Kai Heka, who's a gorgeous woman, uh, wearing uh, like really fine robes. Uh, she has a large feather headdress. Um, she has uh, an onk at her throat in her hand and at her side. Um, and um, you don't. Uh, you also see Nenset, Lady of the Waters, who uh, appears to have the body of a half orc woman um, and the head of a hippopotamus. Um, she has uh, uh, kind of. They've painted her blue. Um, you see Nepet, she who was the sky, who's a silver-headed, uh, silver dragon-headed, uh, gorgeous woman. Um, you see Sapet, the son of the sky, who's a large minotaur-like figure. Um, you see Seret, the lord of wisdom, who appears to be baboon-like and wears spectacles, which is something that was not common in your time. Uh, and you see uh, Shaima'at who is a gorgeous woman wearing a silver gown. Um, and finally, uh, uh, you see the goddess Tehenket, who's the, who has a sheaf of grain in one hand and a tankard of beer in the other and is wearing a crown of flowers and um, uh, grain. Al, Al is going to go up and like kiss his hand and then place it to Tehenket. Okay. Uh, you feel warmth uh, as, it, as if a parent uh, was uh, like as a child would a parent loving them. All right. I feel Al feels very nice inside. Yeah. Yeah. He feels yeah. very comforted. I assume, Nick, sweet. that I do not find my sword. You do not. Okay. Uh, yeah. Chaos just like flies out of the tomb uh like a, a minute later or whatever um okay. in an absolute rage okay uh out of your tomb and into the room of the gods yeah the, the yeah, burial yeah, preparation where they, area yeah, where, where they are okay. yeah. all right uh there is uh another door leading presumably out uh you do uh, see that there have been uh traps that have been disarmed or set off at some point uh, in this room and in the hallways you've run through. Um, there, uh, there's like a spot of glass as if somebody uh, uh, set fire to a bunch of sand and it kind of melted into glass um, in one part of the hallway, uh, maybe from a fireball. You're not sure. Uh, and uh, I'm assuming you continue running. Do the rest of you follow him? I'm getting the hell out of this uh, morbid place. 
Yeah, if that's the way I think my cloak went. Although I'm not, while I'm while I'm panicked, I do hold a respect for deities, and I place a single piece of gold down before each image. Okay. When you get to Abmu, who is the goddess of thieves, uh, you also feel the warmth of a uh, parental love, as if you're blessed. Mm -hmm. Yeah, while the others run away, uh, Nazim, Kaf Nazim is going to take a moment in front of the image of Heka and, and basically pray and study his intelligence to find out what spells he has available to him. Okay. What, what has been gifted. It's going to tell me what level I am. So if I open my player's handbook and I go to cleric. Chaos flips off Sheta because he doesn't <laughs> give a fuck. Uh, so what, what, what happened to the dog? Uh, the dog is following you. Okay. You have at your disposal one first level uh, spell of your choice off the first level list. Uh, yeah, you feel greatly. Oh, yeah. How many how many spells one. can I cast? Yeah. Is it you just both one? feel greatly diminished. Uh, oh as if your powers have been drained. I yes, you used did. it on light. <laughs> that makes so much sense, though, because like uh, you pop out and you're like, "Oh yeah, I got, I, I got a million of these." Pop. Oh shit! I can only do that. I'm, I'm fucked up. <laughs> I'm not anywhere near as powerful as I was. That makes perfect sense. Actually, after everybody's run away, yeah, and I've taken the time yeah, to right. disseminate the fact that I have very little power, such that I have not. Such that I have not since I was a teenage boy. Oh, please let it be quietly and softly leave the room. As you leave the room, you do find uh, more traps. Uh, And at this point, as you're coming to what you assume to be the way out, uh, you see a kobold standing there uh, looking awfully frustrated as it's trying to reset this large bear trap looking uh, object. Who the hell are you? What are you doing with that? What the hell is going on here? He like drops the trap and he's like, me surrender. If I wanted to kill you, you'd be dead already. Tell me what's going on here. And he like points back at the tomb. Hired to reset traps. <sighs> I'm gonna, I, I, I come up right behind him. Traps for what? Uh, the tomb, to protect the tomb. There was still one. We're protecting it by resetting the okay, traps. How do I? How how do how 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 do I make sure? How do I see whether they're telling the truth or not? Is there is there insight or something or? Uh, there's not really anything like that in AD and D. It's you tell me if you believe him. He you caught him setting a trap in the tomb, and he described that there was one tomb that was undisturbed. Also, you see Chaos, like, all of his muscles have tensed. He has balled his two hands into fists, and he is just slowly taking very stuttering steps towards the kobold. You see his, like, face is down, and if this were uh, anime, you, we would have the, like, the total, like, dark face uh, with, like, all of the moody things. He's just, like, stepping towards it, and he's, grumbl- he's grumbling, the tombs were trapped, and my sword is still gone, and he's, like very slowly making his way to the kobold uh, with obvious uh, violent intent. He starts yeah, shaking. I don't know if that's uh, the lie you wanted to tell. Like, you didn't you did do a good job. But, but it's been many generations. Many, many generations. We, we come in and we set the traps once a week. We check them. Did anybody come through here with the very colorful cloak? Uh, 
Oh, sorry, I should do a voice. Did anyone come through here with a very colorful <laughs> Me not, no. Me, me just set trips. You want your sword now, like, uh, Many, many generations. Many ancestors. Well, I'm not racist against kobolds. And then I stare at uh, Case, and then I just keep walking in the direction. Uh, Case has grabbed the kobold now and is lifting him up, and he reaches his I'll hand behind the his like, head towards Kof, uh, uh for the sword. And I pull it and please don't kill. And I, I, I run and tackle him head first in the garage. The kobold. Uh, oh, you case. The, oh, case. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Sweet. That's okay. At this point, the kobold has actually passed out from fear. As soon as you grab the sword, he just passes out. <laughs> and then Goose tackles you. Uh, oh, what behind. the hell! I wasn't gonna kill him yet. <laughs> God. Ow. <laughs> Uh, now I he's think, unconscious. I think, I think we should make size. note that there are traps. What does it matter? My sword is gone. We do still kind of need to get out of here, Case. Yeah. Maybe we should wake up you, the little one have, and have him show us out been, safely. Never mind. Whatever. You'll figure it out. We're fine. Uh, if your sword isn't here and you are here, it would seem like you would want to not be what, here. What, what part of we search these rooms here, Hot Rod? How much? How much? How much gold did we get? <laughs> Sorry, I was distracted earlier. What did we pick up? I fill. I filled <laughs> an oil jug. <laughs> yeah, but we didn't. We weren't able to haul yeah, everything yeah. Well, out. It's up to I, Boss I, Man I how much I fit put into this gold. little clay oil pot. Okay, two pounds of gold. That's probably pretty solid. So, well, it's a uh, no, no. You told. Well, you, you said uh, it's, it's. You told pot, me it was the pot for the oil, uh, not a clay. Uh, oil lamp, so it actually holds a gallon of oil. So yeah, so whatever, yeah, yeah. So it's a it's a gallon of oil that had been used, uh, and so yeah. But do you want how much is a gallon of gold? You don't need to do like that. how yeah. much does well, a gallon of gold weigh? I'm assuming there was mixed coinage across the different rooms, and um, yeah, I'm also assuming that the dog's could. room had the most. Because then, because so, then, yes. Jacob, if we have to start answering that question, we have to figure out: is the gravity the same here on Earth? Holy so is, crap! So a gallon, of, right? Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'm, just saying, I'm just saying that this is I, okay. I, I'm just saying it's 160 pounds. I like, like I, yeah. I don't want to be super technical. Like I, I'm not that kind of like player. I have a strength of 15. I'm good with this. I'm just, I'm, I'm just saying yeah. a gallon of gold. Like apparently kicked over whatever yeah. arbitrary line that exists in my head for me to be like, for, wait, be are like, you like, I actually want to know that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Spoiler alert: uh, gold is super heavy. Exactly. <laughs> so I think, I think the real answer is Thanks however that, much Eric. they can carry. <laughs> Yeah. Also, good to know, yeah. uh, gold is, I guess, is roughly 20 times heavier than water. Mm -hmm. So now you can yeah, just like, cool. yeah. if you know how heavy water is, you can just figure that out on your own. Yeah. Just that's a touch of yeah. eight pounds a gallon. The educational stream. Now, of course, these are coins and not liquid gold. So Correct. it's not quite that heavy, but uh, it's probably 100 pounds. Oh, whatever. You, yeah. you make, and, you and make they're a mixed coins. They're like looking yeah. through their coins and Chaos is over here holding the kobold like really ineptly but trying to wake him up like like hey hey get up hey 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 like really trying to wake him up but like knows nothing about mm -hmm. yeah the dog comes up and just licks the kobold's face and he comes awake <laughs> ah, please don't please don't kill me i'm not gonna kill you yet just family job just i just want to know who hired you to reset the traps
Not sure. Very, very many moons ago uh, and, and many generations, my family has taken care of this tomb. Well, is your great granddad still alive? Would he know? Uh, and he like nope. shakes him. Do, do, do you still uh, get paid by somebody? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Who, who's uh, that? High priest of Tehenket. Ah. Uh, where, 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 where do they where do they reside these days? Great big city, huge, big, huge city. He's like do struggling to. You eat. know the name of the city. From what I understand, kobolds have a fairly short lifespan compared to the rest of y'all. So yeah. he may not have can any information. Just, before anything else, can you just like show us out? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just don't promise not to kill me. You will not come to harm. And I side eye case. Hey, that leaves me a lot of wiggle room. And he pats the pats the little guy on the head. His eyes just go very wide, and he starts trembling a little bit. Uh, and then he takes the sword that that was in his hands, and he throws it uh, to the side and says, "That's a piece of junk anyway. I'm not going to use that." It would help if you put him on the ground, Chaos. He can't help us when he's two feet off the ground. No, I, I did. See? Oh, I'm still grabbing him. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. You, you can go. You can go now. Well, according <laughs> okay. to... Sorry. I'm just Googling everything now. So according to <laughs> D&D 5e fandom, kobolds live up to 120 years. Yeah, but so. you're a half-elf. Yeah. yeah, I know. But... <laughs> right. But I... Okay. Fair. It's relative. I'm just saying when I think when you say short like when I heard short lifespan, I was like, Oh, do they only live like twelve or twenty years or something like that? Yeah. I don't know. I guess I just everything is relative. Anyway, now we know how long Cobalt I I, I'm just laying down the facts here. I'm just speaking of like so do we do we measure the the lifespan of a cobalt in the weight of gold per gallon? I mean, I don't understand what we're doing here. <laughs> How many gallons of gold is the life of a kobold? <laughs> how, how much does a year weigh? I did have a question, though, because I'm sure this will come up eventually. How, how long does it feel like it's been since we did the fight in the throne room mm-hmm. i know that's weird because like there's it feels like a long time feels like a long time is it like and the kobold yeah. just told us it was a long um, time so it does feel like a long time yeah the kobold has told you that it, it's been several generations i'm really late for dinner oh yeah yeah, yeah we're not outside <laughs> yet right nope and he he, he says i'll sh- show you out show you out and then i'll reset the traps yes please in that order and he he like starts walking you out. He's like, don't step there. Don't trip on that. Look out for that mirror. And he just kind of leads you out of the the area that he has already reset the traps in. Uh, he's like, don't step on that pit. Uh, and he, he basically do, leads do, you out of the we, tomb. Do we see any kind of skeletons or remains or... Do you ask that question? I'm just curious. I'm just curious what the ratio of just like other humanite humanoids and the ratio of kobolds are. Like, does he have a long family tradition of dying in this tomb accidentally by setting off one of these traps? Expert trap setters. We we were hired to because we are the best, uh, best in business. And he he, uh, 
keeps walking. Uh, and uh, you don't see any bodies. You assume maybe they get cleaned up. That way people can't really tell where the traps are. I get the, I get the feeling uh, that sure. like this might be the second nephew of the owner of best trap setters incorporated. Uh, yeah. How do you know you're the best? Do you, do you, do you have open hiring policies? Like, I love I, that your tyke is showing. I just think, <laughs> I just think leaving your pool of possible candidates to only kobolds in a world with such like a polyracial makeup family uh, business you're really limiting your scope okay it's a family sure. business fair also al not a lot of people are racist Race? against kobolds yeah but like i glare glare at case again okay I, I mean as a kobold i don't get paid as much as some others just putting it out there just just putting it out there oh and that male to female wage gap in the, I'm sure in the kobold de- sub demographic, it, it's rough. like I'm sure it's even and worse. And he leads you yeah. out of the te- uh, of the tomb. Uh, my two half elves, please roll me a d6. Oh, okay. While they're doing that, cases like you know, uh, however long ago when I was alive here, I would not have cared about this, but I, f- I feel like we should fix that. You need to tell me who's paying you less, and I'll go kill them. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> He just goes That's quiet really good. and starts walking away. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. What'd you two get? Three. Three? Okay. And Jacob? Uh, oh, I got a four. A four? Okay. Uh, as you're both walking through, uh, you see a message scratched onto the wall uh, as you both have the ability to notice hidden things as partial elves. Um, and you see it is clearly scratched into the stone, but like in a, such a way that it's kind of hiding uh, in a door jam. And uh, uh, it, sa- it says in English, come find me. Is it, is it signed by anyone? Uh, nope. It's just assume uh, this person assumed uh, that only certain English speakers would be able to read this. I mean, I was actually going to mention earlier. It's not in Pharaonic or Elvish or Dwarvish. It's in English. Yeah, I was I was going to mention earlier. Do, do you guys have you guys noticed what language we've been speaking this whole time? Because I don't think it's English. Wait, no. Do Do, do you mean common? Uh, he means English. Yeah. Yes, uh, it all comes out. Okay, I'm, I'm just making sure. So I, I'm cool with us establishing that common is not English. No, no, yeah, yeah. actually English. This yeah, is, all right. Yeah, yeah I, I believe this is a, a yeah. message from Correct. yeah. Said. I mean, yeah. Who else here is going to know that language? Which just me literally saying that in whatever language this is feels really weird. Uh, but yeah. It's got to be Zed, Zaid. Uh, you you know that you speak uh, low pharaonic because you speak with contractions uh, and occasionally drop uh, syllables or things like that. Uh, Kaf Nazim speaks in high pharaonic. He does not speak with contractions, uh, so he wouldn't say didn't. He would say did I, I not. already broke this. I've done that like five uh, times now. Just Crumb, because I got to rethink this whole character. <laughs> would they say Crumb? it's okay? It's all right. Don't worry about it. <laughs> we'll just we'll just put it up to Carl yeah. bleeding through. There we go. Oh, and yeah, it was Carl bleeding through. 
Yeah, exactly. See, that's the cool thing about having our old characters in these new characters. Anything we we do that is uh, a fuck up is actually just canon. Yeah, and it's uh, fine. Uh, as you enter the final chamber leading out, um, you see stars in the sky. Uh, and you all knew at one point there were two moons. And right now there is only one. And there is a, re- a set of red rings in the sky and a set of green rings going uh, perpendicular to those in the night sky. Wait, wait, there's no moons? There's one moon. Sorry. There's one moon, okay. Yep. And the second moon is gone. It used to be red and green uh, in your time, and it is not there anymore. You know what's weird? Having only one moon is both extremely unsettling and extremely comforting. <laughs> yeah, the, rain, the, the rings are bad, though, either way. As a ranger, can I try to, like, tell roughly where I am based on the stars? Yes. Uh, So let's have you do a wisdom check. So you'll roll 3d6 and try and get under your wisdom, which is a what? 14. Okay. This seems like a ranger thing. Unless you have an actual skill. I can't remember if rangers have an actual find where I'm at skill. I... Don't think so. I can like track people real good, but yeah, you track people. I don't know that you you go to six. Sure. Uh, So with a six, you know, roughly that you're, you know, maybe a day's travel from a town called Demi. It was just kind of a a blip on the map last time you were there. Um, It's a tiny oasis. You were there maybe once in your young life. Uh, and maybe 20 people live there. Uh, but it was a common watering hole that people who were traveling through the desert would stop at. So I have reason to believe that whoever took my cloak probably went there first. It's possible. Like, I don't know of any other closer settlements or anything. No, that would be the closest. It's about a day, maybe two days away. Okay. All right. I want to go. Yeah, let's start walking. So uh, as you all begin to walk out of this tomb. uh, And uh, what was your name? uh, Yonan. Yonan, you've been a a real cool dude. Thanks. Uh, Yeah, thank you. Uh, Don't come again uh, because you might get stepped on traps. Bye. And he goes back into the tomb. We, we, we should have gotten more stuff out of that nice room. We can just come back later. He knows us now. We'll be back. You, you, you I, I forgot your name already, but we'll be back. Yeah. So does this belong to us? Like it was dedicated to us. So do we just have claim over it? Goose. I mean, did you see the mural? I think we're all two people in a single body. A philosophical question like that is child's play at this point. <laughs> You're talking to is a an entire social construct. If we say we own the plus, cold, if we need anything and somebody stands in the way, I'll just well, stab he's them. He's like, yeah, but he he's like a wait. What what species are you, Goose? Half elf. Yeah, he's a half-elf child, though. He's basically like an <laughs> adolescent or an adult or something. Like, you see me staring at you with the blankest, most uncomprehending, and you know it's like Shane Goose Bailey looking at you right now. <laughs> anyway, what I'm trying to say is 
if we all say that it's our gold and silver and no one says it isn't, then it's our gold and silver. Plus, again, if somebody says otherwise, I'll just stab them. It's all moot. Let's go. You left the sword in the hallway. Because possession is just a result of violence. You know what? You're you're right. We're probably living in a world now that uh, there's been a lot of things given and taken by violence. We're just righting the wrongs. As you all begin to travel throughout the night, uh, the stars move in a familiar pattern. Uh, you see constellations of the gods. You see constellations of uh, creatures that are well known to you, such as dragons and uh, trolls and uh, uh, things like that. Here's a question. Um, Here's a question. You see. Go ahead. Sorry. I, I feel like I'm asking a lot of questions. I, I'm sorry. Does it look like our, our, like our, our night sky, but we can identify how it has been overlain with two different sets, sets of constellations? Or is it a different looking set of like stars that simultaneously looks familiar and alien? Uh, it's the second one. Uh, it simultaneously okay. looks familiar and alien, as this is a uh, star cluster far from the Earth you knew as home recently. Mm, I don't want to know how space travel works in this universe. Yeah, this is a galaxy far, far away. We're going to have to figure it out if we ever do a space theme. Oh, spell jammers is fun. I don't want to run that one. Anyway, no, spell jammers uh, not fun. Let's <laughs> not go there. Keep walking. <laughs> so you continue walking, and uh, we are going to uh, fade to black as our heroes walk into the dark night uh, across sandy dunes towards a new destination. All right, everybody. Nice. That was most excellent. Yeah, favorite moments of the night. The Ajax reveal. The the thud woof. Uh, that was I was just, I was so I was so excited to see our pupper. I like him. I like Carl just like giving up. Yeah, I just like when Chaos woke up. You just diving right into the like. So what is Chaos's sense of his, his himself themselves as a person? Yeah. How do I they remember things? Far How far away do these memories feel? Yeah, I know it wasn't like a thing that happened, but it was like what a. Yeah, I've been I've been thinking about it way. Have we have we have we dropped the f word yet? This this episode has anyone used <laughs> I, it? Do I still have. I have one? in whispers, but only in whispers so far. I think. Okay, <laughs> I mean it's a mind fuck. Yeah, very much. Yeah. yeah, I've been thinking about it constantly. Like yeah, yeah, it's it's wild. Mm -hmm. Nick, did you say yours? Uh, so my favorite moment uh, is probably uh, when Al uses his light spell and then realizes that's the only spell he gets for the day. Um, that was wonderful. <laughs> so that was more of a Jacob moment, but also wonderful it in so character. Well. It's such a good uh, because, character because, like, not reali not realizing, like, hey, I don't have twelve spell slots in first level. Um, that was just wonderful. All right. <laughs> uh, don't forget if you leave us a review. Uh, in our uh, iTunes or wherever else you can uh, get our um, podcast. Uh, we are happy to read those reviews in character. Uh, so leave your review, leave who you want to read it in their character voice, and uh, we'll make sure that uh, gets shouted out. Um, the We will be seeing you all next week, and we'll see you all in the multiverse. Yeah.